I may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm definitely someone's cafe con leche. Yas Queen. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live, I think, on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. As always, my name is Tom and I'm your host and I'm in the studio with my amazing friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. I, 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 I have to confess something. I just realized over the course of the last two years, what exactly is that you're saying that you are your boyfriends, whether male or females boyfriend, so that you're the, you're the side piece. Yeah. Why not? Your boyfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. But he didn't give a shit about that. <gasps> right. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like, and then I finally, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you deciphered okay, it? I get it. I, get I was it. like, I find, cause I'm always asking about this mysterious boyfriend, boyfriend but no, boyfriend. you're the boyfriend. The real question then is though, then what is his wife? His side piece? I don't know. I don't, I, I, don't I we're not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. I mean, he would touch it with a 10 foot pole. Of course he would. He would touch it with a much pole. shorter pole. Yeah. Sure. But it's thick. Yeah. 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 It's all right. It's climbable. It's if that's climbable. what you're asking. <laughs> Something to hold on to. I guess. Exactly. And, and you've got love handles, right? So, Absolutely you know, love you have an opportunity to actually secure your hold for the entire for ride. For the entire ride. You're not worried about falling <laughs> off or anything. I mean, I don't know. Do you have to be a certain height for the ride? Mm. No. Oh, okay. I'm bad. Everybody's the same height. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have uh, a question for you. You do? Yeah. Why do you always go, good evening? Good evening. Because it's just, I don't know. I'm opening myself up to the world. Okay. He's holding court. I'm holding court. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is that? What was that show? Um, po- Pose? Pose, yes, I love Pose. Is He's it me or things sound a little lower house. today? What is it me or things sound a little lower today? Maybe know. you. Oh, it's probably me. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Today was rough. <laughs> Let's be honest. I sat in my office with my coworker for about forty-five minutes trying to figure out how to send thirty letters in the mail. Mm. Why you mail guys don't merge. know how to do mail? No, we were so we <laughs> we were trying to so we have. Uh, a letter that's going out to a certain group of people, and we didn't have. Yeah, it's a bad story. Yeah, it's a bad story. Look ahead, guys. Now I want to know. No, we just didn't have the right size return envelope to fit into the like number ten envelope. Right. So we were trying to like makeshift something. It didn't work out. Like it was just bad, and it took us like forty five minutes to look at each other and be like. Let's just go buy envelopes. Yeah, you, you just, at this point, you just have to go and buy them. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you could just fold the, the envelope the way you would the letter. Yeah, and we thought about that. That was one yeah. option. But then at the end of it, we were like, let's just go buy you overthink- like, you, over- you were overthinking we, it. Like, yeah, we just spent 45 minutes talking about this. Like, yeah, this we both is- felt a little dumber. The, this is not working. No. no. Oh, boy. That's cool. So yeah. anyway, roundtable. So aside from, you know, having uh, an issue with, with envelopes and mailing, <laughs> how are you, Trash? 
I'm good. I'm a little burnt out. I had a long weekend. I worked at the theater all weekend long, but it was really great. I mean, we were pretty much like sold out almost every day. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that's so, good. That was really exciting. Theater's back, baby. Uh huh. Yes, for sure. It is. Yes, um, it and is. it was Blue Man Group. It was so much Blue fun. Blue Man Group. Oh, they're, refresh they're awesome. my memory. They are. Well, now they're owned by Cirque du Soleil. This is not the one that goes like "I'm blue." Da, da, no, 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 no. They are. They the, play the. They play the instruments, drums, and there's paint. There's yeah. a splash zone, like that. The seats are covered with ponchos, and so is the audience. Um, but it's just fun. Like they, they do all these different drumming things with like PVC pipe, actual yeah. drums, and like just all these different things. And then they do like different acts where they're th- like throwing what look like marshmallows into like the crowd? E- no into each other's mouths and oh. they're catching them oh okay. baby i want to eat but, marshmallows but yeah. i don't know it's just, and then at the end of the show they have these big confetti cannons and like it's it's just fun it's <gasps> great it's a it's a great experience so so they're throwing axes and they're doing all of this and you've got to wear ponchos and everything so that you're literally like being like colored oh oh yeah so it is very similar to I'm blue. Da, da, da. <laughs> well, they, well are, they blue. are blue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are blue. All right. Well, that's interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that sounds like fun. Yeah. And then, you know, back to work <laughs> and a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I know. And never ends. Yeah, never ends. Just dealing with it day by day. And how's uh, Demi Goddess? Oh, she's great. Her birthday's coming up. I just got her birthday present. I know. So it's it's she's going to be a year old, huh? February sixteenth. Is she sprinting 15th? yet? No, not not quite there yet. No. So she's standing up at least. Hmm. Well, with help, like she'll pull herself up, but yeah. she's right. not standing. Well, that. That, yeah. well, well, that's a start. That's yeah, honey, a start. Enjoy it while you can, because she went once from, like, she gets crawling, her footing, yeah, she went from crawling to like pulling herself up in like less than a month. I was like, yeah. what the well, that's what I'm saying. As as soon as they they figure out, oh my god, I can actually use these things to stand up on, mm-hmm. and I can move faster than than crawling. You, you can't keep them down. So, but that's really you that's, have to put a leash on them, like like Chris. Uh. Don't poop in the toilet at Home Depot. Right. Because <laughs> you know he did that shit, right? Who, him? Chris? Chris. Oh, so? Yeah. As a baby, mom took him to oh, Home Depot. To, uh, Home Depot. And, and he, he went and pulled his the pants display. down on the display toilet at Home Depot. Oh, I was going to say, I've Tried. pooped at Home Depot a bunch of times. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's Chris. So the displays. Nasty. Oh, God. No shame. In the aisle. In just the like, aisle. go for it. No, not at all. I'm, I forgot um, whose kid it was. We were somewhere, and the kid just dropped trow and started peeing in the middle. We were somewhere public. And I it's was like, always somewhere public. Yeah. Like, children, see, that that's that's the beauty of children. <laughs> right? They're pee. so innocent, and they're so like, yeah. they don't have um, any concept or yeah. inhibitions whatsoever of saying, oh, this is inappropriate. Yeah. I, I can't a, do this here, so I'm just going to, whatever, I got to pee. I had a friend growing up, and I found out that when he was like younger, probably between the ages of like two and four, maybe five, right. he would just get completely naked in the summer and like go up to the bay window and just plop himself like <laughs> on the bay window because it's cold. You know, the glass is cold. Yeah, right. But like he's then like literally like just butt naked, butt naked, plopping. to the glass. That was actually that was 
the majority of my infancy. I I started wearing you know clothes. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Mm. Always. Like I can Always. see you running around in tidy whities all day long. Yeah. No. Yeah. No tidy whities. No tidy whities. You know, just nothing at all. Completely in the buff. I, that was the worst thing. My, they couldn't keep shoes or clothes on me at all. That they, makes sense, though, because yeah. that's probably the same thing as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty I much. Mean, ever since we came back from COVID and I had to start going back to work, some mornings... I wouldn't say all, but a good portion of them, I think, Jay's probably not wearing underwear. I wish I didn't have to wear underwear. I shouldn't wear underwear. <laughs> like, it goes through my head. Why? Well, my, my cousin that lives across the street, every time he calls me, he's like, hey, I are just you... don't want to be a hippo, you If know? he's going to ask me... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a mistake, right? Yeah. So my cousin Did always calls call me... me a hippo? No, no, no. I was referencing... The sharding. The sharding. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. We're going there. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, my cousin, he's one that every time when he calls me, if he needs a favor, he needs me to come over. Hey, what's going on? I'm like, nah, I'm chilling at home. You dressed? You <laughs> First thing be. he always asks, you dressed? Uh, and I'm like, well, I'm home alone. Okay, get dressed. I need you to come over. Okay. Or do something, because I'm yeah. not coming over until yeah. you do something, uh, right? He, no, he's like, oh, get dressed. I need you. <laughs> that is so hilarious, funny. though. That's how I am. If I'm home and I'm home alone, pff, fuck that. Well, I mean, listen. Close a little bit over. I, I can talk. You know, I am. I'm one that when I'm home, I live alone. I'm always either in short shorts or butt naked, right? And I'm not one to put curtains on my windows or anything. So you know, it's like I have curtains, but they're to the side. They're drapes. They belong on the side. I don't need to close my windows. If you look up in my house and you see me naked, I knock. Yeah. You shouldn't be looking in my house. <laughs> you know, and then sometimes, because you have access to my cameras. Yeah, but I don't really look at them. I know. I know, but I'm just saying. But sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck. I wonder if Nick is looking at me right now, running around this house naked or like, you know. No. I don't know. Shit happens. No. So I don't. Maybe really. I should revoke his privileges. The, the, only, the only time I ever look at the cameras is when I'm either here by myself. Uh-huh. Or I leave and you're not home. Right. Like well, well, when, I, when I was watching the dogs, for example. Right. right. I appreciate that. But like, other than that, I don't really, I get notifications every once in a while. The cameras are on. Tom has left the house or that you know, stuff right. like that. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck? How do I turn this shit off? <laughs> you actually can go into settings and turn them off. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. So naked over here. Stalker over here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Well, um, before I go into what I've been up to, um, I just want to take a moment to, first and foremost, today's the 11th. I want to say happy birthday to my oldest brother. He's turning 48 today. And um, yeah, so I wanted to just say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Even though he doesn't happy watch the show, you know, straight man wouldn't get anything we're saying around this table, but mm. that's okay. Nonetheless, I made an effort to congratulate him on his 48th. Two years away from 50. Can you imagine? No, I don't. Yes. I'm right behind him. I'm like... I bitch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Literally right behind him. I'm closer so. to 40 now than I am to 30, which is just like scary. Well, I'm closer to 50 now than I am. No, not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Let's leave that alone. We're not going to talk about that. You're almost there. So what do you got? Like two years? Less than two years. Less than two years. The big five. Oh, doing anything fun? Do you, do you want to do anything you fun? Should for have your a, maybe. You should have like a group outing at that campsite. 
I think so. It's either that or let's go to the Seychelles or let's go to like, you know, I don't I know, the do Polynesian some, yeah. islands. Do yeah, something do some, big for yeah. the 50. Yeah, I want to do something. That's what I want to do. I want to go to Bora Bora for my 50th. That'd be nice. Something mm-hmm. different. Something out of the ordinary. Not, right. not the typical, you know. Getting drunk at partners. Yeah. Or <laughs> going to Santo Domingo or, right. you know, or Puerto Rico. I mean, yeah. I'd love to go there. Don't, I want don't like get me wrong, but I want something. Flight, yeah. And when I get there, I, I just pass yeah. out and wake up nine days later. Yeah. And say I'm In rested. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and one of those little bungalows that you know in the water. The middle of nowhere. No, well they have all the all these like little bungalows that yeah. you can rent that are actually in the water. Oh, I want to do that so bad. Right. That, that's, that's Bora Bora. Yeah, yeah. that's Bora Bora. Yeah. French the French Poly- Polynesian Islands. Sorry, I'm a Latino, so it's you know the peas are tough. <laughs> Wow. Um, the peepees are tough. <laughs> the so, um, no, but I think I think it would be fun. Yeah, I think a destination. You want to yeah. come? Yeah, obviously. You're going to pay for your own way, though, because that's like six Gs. She's going to put it on the Guitar Credit Card. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Sponsored. Sponsored by Guitar. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, so uh, as far as my weekend went, you know, I worked on Sunday at the bar as usual. And, um, you know, the weekend was pretty much uneventful. Um, I, I can't remember what I did. Fr- Friday, I stayed home. Saturday, I went out. I had a good time um, a little bit because I did have to. No, excuse me. I lied. Friday, I went out. Saturday, I stayed home because I had to work Saturday morning. I was working on some projects. And yeah. stuff. Went out this Friday, too? Huh? You went out this Friday too. I went out Friday, right? Oh but I stayed God, home I don't Saturday. Know who you are anymore? Well, only because you know uh, Steve, um, who has. Oh, that was this Friday. That was this Friday. I thought you were talking about. La- oh, no, that was this Friday. You were working, yeah. and so you weren't available. So we went and we went to Viva's um, grand opening. Right. Yeah. A year after their soft opening, <laughs> and you opened a year ago. So I'm yeah. like, I was so confused when I got yeah, there. Yeah, good time. And so I was hungry. I had a, I had not eaten anything. I worked Friday. Um, I got home. I was like, I haven't eaten anything. I'm starving. We get to Viva's and we ask for the nacho platter. Have you ever seen it? No. It's a fucking platter for like seven people. So between Steve and I, we were sitting there just eating nachos with chicken and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we don't even need to order dinner. So we had cocktails and nachos. That's great. And it was amazing. And then his friend, his uncle, or he calls him uncle. Oh, God, what was his name, man? Such a funny guy. He's an older queen. Um, You know, he's been through a lot. He's all about sucking dick. Um, Uncle Frank, I think it is. He travels with him sometimes, and he's really good friends with uh, D. Wayne. Okay. Um. Anyway, amazing fellow. I'm glad I met him. He made me laugh all night long, and um, then I met up with some friends, and um, and then I came home. Yeah. I left early because I knew I had to be up at seven in the morning the next day to work, and so. So I was like, yeah, I got to go early. But 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 I did. I went out. Um, but damn, them fucking nachos, man. Huge. How was the next day? The next day was good. No, but I mean, like. The butthole was good. Okay. Yeah, she survived. <laughs> the nachos didn't destroy it. Right. So, um, and, you know, I've been having a lot of stomach issues over the course of the last year. 
And I was watching, as usual, I get lost. You know, you go down a rabbit hole with all these, you know, TikTok videos and Facebook. What do they call the reels? Yeah. And this one reel came up and this woman is talking about, you know, I love the fact that my husband is a cook because, you know, he helps me, um, you know, eat healthy. And, and here's something that we're doing. And so they're showing her taking ginger, fresh ginger root. And putting it into a blender and adding filtered water and honey and lemon juice and blending it all together. And then you sift it to get all that, you know, the pulp and fiber and all that stuff out. And you drink the juice. I tell you, I drank that juice for two days. I felt amazing. I'm going to have to try it. So I'm definitely going to go get more ginger. Tea. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like I didn't realize how. Okay, so it's a little. It's a little. Um, how would I say? It's tangy because you of have the a little ginger. burning sensation yeah. because of the, the ginger. ginger when it goes down. But um, I ended up putting pineapple, fresh pineapple, in it because I needed it a little bit sweeter, um, and honey. And you just you know honey, you shake yeah. it up really good, and you go to town. And oh my god, I drank that for two days, really good. And I think. I want to do that every week. Like I want to maybe make some and literally have some at least once a week. Mm. So okay. next time I make okay. it, I'll save you some. Okay. Yeah. So you can try it first. Give it a try. Right. Uh, but it, it was really good. And that was my weekend in a nutshell. Uh, so mine was crazy. Yeah. Mine. I'm done for well, the year. I'm done for the year. <laughs> you just started yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three days funerals. Oh, fuck. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> so, been, yeah. It, 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 you know, I thought end of the year, this should be a good year. Boom, right. You know, first of the year, there was already the first confirmed death, you know? Yeah. Right. So we had, know, we had several people in, in our community. In our community pass. Right. Um, close family friend. I grew up with him. So right. I've known him since 1982 when we first moved to Brooklyn. Lord have so, mercy. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you Ages, were just right? back then, <laughs> girl. Um, so it's it you know it's 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 a lot to take in sometimes. Right. He, he was a year younger than I, so right. you know, it, yeah. it's it kind of you know reality checks yeah. and right. and you're like fuck and and if they're younger even worse because you're like oh he was a baby right <laughs> you know right. or she I should say he or she or you know whatever, yeah. but and and it's impactful right because yeah. not only not only are they too young. For us to lose them so early, there was so much more life to live. But like, for example, we had um, someone who has been a part of our community for a lot of years, Sean, yeah. uh, who yeah. passed away two days ago, mm-hmm. um, who would come into the bar, was an absolute Martinis sweetheart. all the time. All the time. It, yeah. was, it was a martini with um, kettle one vodka. Dirty. No, dirty? it wasn't no. dirty. So you had to put vermouth fresh with vermouth plus olive, right? No, wasn't you, there an no, olive? you have oh, to. He was lemon. He yeah. was a twist. You have to put the lemon in it. Okay, swish, shake it, swish and then you took the, the vermouth in the glass, spin Swirl it around, it, and throw, it, it, throw it, it out, <laughs> and then pour his vodka with just you know the scent and taste of lemon. That was it yeah. on a chilled glass. You oh, have to chill the glass with ice. I did it wrong because I always put the twist in. No. Yeah, no. He liked to shake it. Like, maybe then, that's why he was always like, hmm. I'm never he, tipping he's, her. He, <laughs> no, he always he took always, care of us. He, even when I used to bartend, right. which is eons before you girls, right. <laughs> he's always had them before that. Yeah. No, but but he was always about the martinis. Yeah. He was a sweet guy. He, he was, was always friendly to everyone. Yes. Everyone knew who he was. 
Um, he was well known was in very, that community. It was out of the blue too. Right. Does anybody know what happened? I don't. And you know, the thing is, um, we know. Well, from what I know, he had been ill for quite some time, and in the last few months, we had not seen him out in the bars true, as often. True. Um, and then, you know, unfortunately, when I saw the news that he had passed, it, it was sad. You know, yeah. because he was such a good guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. You know, and you know, think about, for example, you know, Charles and all of the other yeah. you know individuals that we've lost in our community that were so such great people, right? I mean, Sunday nights, Dave used to be so funny at the end of the night, and when we were trying to get people out of the bar, he would always say, "All right, everybody." In between, what? ladies, ladies gentlemen, in, in between, between Charles, Charles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get out, get out. Yeah. It's time to leave. Don't you have church in the morning? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. His service was really nice. Yeah, uh, even though I got there kind of late. Uh, so, me being home, being sick, I don't sleep all night, so I tend to sleep in in the mornings. Yeah, I woke up at ten, and that was the time the service started. Oh wow! So they were doing a live. So I was able to log into the live while I was getting ready. Right. And then I got to the church and there was like no parking anywhere. Right. So I kind of parked in front of a hydrant. Was it in Bridgeport? And yeah, right in Bridgeport, right by my house. Right. Did you get a ticket? No. I, I, I Why was didn't you able just Uber there? And... Because, you know, it's just, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't right. waste money on she Uber. She just went and parked yeah. in front of a hydrant. Par- parked in front of a hydrant. What if, there's a, that, what if there was a fire? Then I'd run out and move the car. She's nasty. It is what it is, anyway, you know. But you yeah, saying. made it there, which was nice. Um, service was really nice. Uh, they were at the church like four hours, so I kind of glad I got there a little late because right. I don't do churches like that any longer. I've <laughs> it's never just done churches too long. Like that. It's, it, yeah. um, but the the past the pastor or the yeah the pastor she um, asked Charles. LGBTQ family to stand, and she acknowledged everyone. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, she okay. acknowledged the LGBT culture and and how she's you know she she was like you know everyone is welcome, and a lot of the times people don't know fail that. to realize that yeah. right. we may have immediate family, but we also have our second family, and Charles did as well, and it was really nice. And it boy, was, did he. Yeah, yeah. Such yeah. a beautiful, beautiful soul. Guy, beautiful smile. Great guy. So sassy. And so, yes. Oh yeah. my God. Sassy galore. But mm-hmm. that's what made him lovable. Yeah. yeah. And I think. Um, well, it's funny because I feel like I always used to like sass fight him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. who can out sass one another? Yeah, yeah, right. I'd be like, Charles, don't try me. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> and then I would be like, bitch. Yep. Let's do yep. this. Go ahead. Let's yeah, do this he now. was always ready for a fun time. What yes, do you want? Definitely. You can have a Coke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if there was, if there was, you know, some sort of event happening, it was a fundraiser or AIDS walk or whatever it was. Yeah, he was yeah. always the first one to yeah, sign up on, yeah. on anything. So, and, and he um, helped out a lot of people. Right. He helped out a lot of people in the community. Um, uh, you know, one of our friends, uh, Miguel, was talking about when when he ended up being homeless for a little while. Charles snuck him in and had him living in his parents' basement for like a week or so. Imagine that. So, right? you know, but that was who he was. Right. You know, if he saw that you were in need, you know, he wasn't like, oh, well, you know, he always tried to help out. And, right. you know, that's that's what 
being part of the family is, you know, looking out Agreed. for your people. So. And, you know, and there's nothing more, obviously we would want them to be here, but there's nothing more poignant than remembering those that have shared in some way, shape or form uh, experiences um, in our safe spaces or what we perceive to be safe spaces today um, and to talk about them. And so to Charles and, and Sean, um, or as I like to call him, um, Keith or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, <yep. laughs> um, you know, may they rest in peace. They will be missed. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunately the cycle of life, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah. And that was it. And that was it. They mean to put a damper on our joyous no, afternoon, no, but, but you I, know, I, no. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing yeah. to, I mean, to talk about, you know, I kind of have a funny thing that we could kind of end the first half on. Sure. Okay. Um, so, you were talking about Steve earlier. We uh-huh. were talking about fundraisers and sponsorship for when right. we go to Bora Bora. <laughs> um, and I've been watching this show. It's called uh, Ginny and Georgia. And there's this scene where they're doing um, a live auction. And, and this is what happens. And it literally, I watched it. And all I could think about was how I interact with Steve when I need him to donate food. Right. <laughs> my ATM pen. you want my life you really have this habit of taking away money from me thank you so much Joe do you want my card my ATM pin <laughs> my firstborn my blood my sex my social security so I sent, it to, I sent it to Steve and he was just you know he was like this is freaking hilarious and he you know he's donated some stuff to the Schubert over the past year and recently started doing a lot of catering for us and right. my coworker Matt um called him to do a a pretty big actually a very large order right and he you know took the order and was like okay yeah, yeah we i can do this and then at the end of the call he was like wait are are you paying for this and matt, <laughs> matt was like yeah we're, we're we have a budget for this we're gonna pay you for this he was like oh okay <laughs> So it's only when you call, he's like terrified. I'm like this bitch. No, he go- and then Matt was like, "Well, I figure you know, every time I call you, you can expect money. Every time Nick calls you, don't you, know, you, yeah, don't. you can expect you know that that's awesome though. No, but you know, and, and Steve is is a very generous guy. Oh, he's yeah, he's you know, great. He um he's the owner of Salado's Deli uh, in 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 North. North Haven? Correct. Yes. Yes. 69 State. 69. I always remember 69 State Street. Yeah. Uh in North Haven and you know he he's one of those people that gives away the store, right? He doesn't though. Like No, I don't mean like yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But if you reach out to him and you're saying, "Hey, I'm having a benefit." And you know, yeah. I think 
it would be beneficial for you for business if you were to be one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And the only way, obviously, he could sponsor is by either giving money or food, yeah. right? And my thing too, I think, and I think that this is an overall concept that should be shared generally. But right. like when we're working with small businesses like Steve, right. right? It's like, yeah, we're gonna ask you for some stuff, but we're also gonna throw you money. Like I would never no, ask course, a small business to donate stuff and then not give back in some way. Right. You know, there are some events that have a budget and some that don't. And when we have those events that don't have a budget, that's when you're like, hey. How about you help us out here, and then we'll throw you a thousand bucks here. Right. No, and it makes sense. And it makes sense. But nonetheless, the point I was trying to make is that you ever reach out, he's always game. Right. He's just one of those small business people that, you know, likes to help communities. He's always supporting different ventures, you know, baseball team here, this here. So it's just wonderful to see small business owners engaging with their communities and their communities engaging with small business, you know, because not everything is Walmart and fucking Target. Yeah. So. And, you know, actually, it's funny because like he did a, recently he did a donation for us before after whatever, it doesn't matter. But then we had somebody from the community foundation presenting at this event. And they were like, who did the food? And I told them, and I was like, you know, like he, you know, he donated it, but we always give him business. They're like, Oh, I'll totally throw him money. If he wants to donate for an event every once in a while. Okay. And that's, that's how it works. Yeah. So scratch my back. I will scratch yours, but he doesn't scratch much of mine. No, he doesn't scratch your back. No. And that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're going to go take a break. Uh, we're going to refresh and do all the things that we do during our little break time. So we'll leave you with something. And, uh, well, we're just going to leave you for for a moment. And then uh, we will be back. So um, moment. Yeah, back for a moment. Down. Stick around. All right. Well, we are back from our break. I want to thank you all for giving us the opportunity to um, get a break. And do that and refresh and do all the things that we do. And we are back. So now we're going to jump straight into our dish. And um, who wants to kick it off? Do you want me to kick it off? Do you want to kick it off? You want to talk? You, uh, I don't care. You have like a lot. Yeah, I have a lot, but we probably (laughs) won't get through all of those. So why don't we start talking about gay representation in political places and political spaces so on this show never yeah never (laughs) so i want to talk about tina kotak um tina kotak who is now officially the governor of the state of oregon was sworn in last week she becomes um one of the first um lesbian well she is the first lesbian governor of oregon but one of two in the entire nation so uh, along with uh more Healy of Massachusetts these two amazing lesbian governors are going to do their thing for the remainder of the term and I think it's wonderful that um, you had mentioned this in in a previous broadcast that we had that uh, this particular individual well these particular individuals made made headways because not only did they get elected we had a rainbow wave of candidates that made it you know to to get elected state office and i think it's wonderful not only state office but, but when you yeah. think about you know the congressional Local, offices state, right know, yeah. so it's a beautiful thing and i want to congratulate her and of course also more healy in the state of massachusetts on on their um election and being inaugurated as governors of these two amazing states that are making um making waves and and moving so they're both the 
both of them are the first lesbian governors. That's right. Uh, in, in their prospective states, we know that we talked about, for example, uh, Colorado's governor, who was reelected, as yep. being the first gay governor. Who, by the way, uh-huh. I think could be a good candidate. For a president? Yeah. Uh, along with Pete. Oh, um, my God. I love my oh, Pete. Oh, of course, Pete. Mm-hmm. You know, him and his twins. And the first family. And the first family. So I just feel like, you know, times need to do an update and include both kids on it. Oh. That would be amazing. Can you imagine? They're holding, each one is holding one of the twins. I think it would be beautiful. It would be so cute. And, you know, this only serves to prove that. While we are seeing a lot of negativity in the news about, um, you know, gay people and or drag queens, for example, um, there is a lot of movement in the LGBTQ plus space that um, people are making. We're making progress, but it doesn't seem like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, we just have to step outside of the box because, for example, we in the show live in a silo, right? We're always talking about LGBTQ plus is LGBTQ plus issues. He's speaking cursive now. Oh, bad. Ooh, a lot. <laughs> um, That's so, my fault. It's it's her fault. She yeah. pours them heavy. So so the thing is that we're living in a silo, right? Oh, and we're yes, <laughs> big boy over here. I love it. Thank oh you, baby. God. Um, no, but but we are. We're living in a silo because we're we're focused. We're hyper focused on everything that has to do with our community, and very rarely do we step outside of that silo or outside of that box to look at the bigger picture. And I think that while we are, for example, having issues in Florida, having issues with our drag queens um, all over the nation, right? There are people are coming out and protesting and talking about, you know, we, you know, being violent to the point where, like, you literally orchestrated a terrorist attack on a small town in freaking Virginia and left them without power. For a prolonged period of time, just because you didn't want story time to happen. Right. But that being said, we have to think about all the wins that we've had, especially since 2020. For example, the state of Virginia had the most elected LGBTQ plus officials um, in a generation. Yeah. Right. And we're seeing all of these LGBTQ plus members get to the point where they're being elected to some of the highest offices at the state level. And that that is a beautiful thing to see. And and that means that the more people we have from our community in places of power, the better it will become for members of our community, because we will be able to push not an agenda because I hate calling it an agenda more less push, but advocate, right? Advocate, right. And push and use our status as a means to put our community in a better position. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that as a member of the community, you do that regardless whether people think it's right or not. It's, it's what we should do. Um, but nonetheless, this is huge. You know, this is amazing. And, you know, we sit every week, week after week, with someone who identifies as a bisexual man. And, you know, we don't see the enough representation from, from the bisexual community, even within our silos in our community. And 
we really don't speak a lot about lesbians on our show or even in our community to the point where we can't appreciate how significant this is as a milestone. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to point that out and say, you know, congratulations to these formidable women who are striving and making change and doing great things. And it's, it, it's worth acknowledging. I'm going to stop talking for the rest of the show. Kudos to them. Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. But so I also think in this article, um, uh, it says she concluded by calling on all or, or, Oregonians, I guess Oregonians, um, to join in making these goals a reality, her goals a reality, Um, starting with the upcoming weekend of service to commemorate the life and legacy of Reverend Martin Luther King. It will take all of us doing what we can to build or to build the Oregon we want to live in. Imagine an Oregon where no one has to live in a tent on a sidewalk where we are, where People who need help for mental health concerns mm-hmm. or sub- substance abuse can use, uh, or sorry, substance abuse use issue can find and afford the support they need. Imagine an Oregon where every child has a safe place to receive high quality public education and every working family has access to affordable health care. And imagine an Oregon where Everyone has financial stability and pathways to greater opportunities. Like she, she, her presence and what, what she's saying to the people beyond the fact that she's a lesbian, it's just so powerful to like hear somebody actually speak the truth about what the people need. Right. And it's, it's, it's what I call inclusivity it at its finest, right? Yeah. We're not, I'm not talking about just me being a lesbian. I'm not talking about just my community. I'm talking about Everyone all of the whole. citizens of the state of Oregon. And then referencing the fact that, like, you know, we're coming up uh, Martin Luther King Day is on Monday, right? That is correct. And he was such a pivotal leader and a pivotal, for lack of better term, martyr of, of you know, human rights. Right. And, right. and, coming up on that and having her step into this role and referencing how, how poignant he was and, and, you know, literally, you know, he changed the landscape of America. Right. Of course he did in, in, in a very, very significant way. Um, there was a lot of players that played a a significant role in that change for civil rights. And, but I mean, you know, when you think about how impactful his address was to the nation, uh, from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, right. And his, I have a dream speech and how all of that, um, led to, the passing of the civil rights act and this whole movement that really just polarized a nation, not in a negative way, but in a positive way, right? Because it brought a lot of positive changes. Um, even though after the fact, we still have a lot of work to do because we went from making it illegal to have, for example, segregation in schools, segregations in public spaces, to now having systemic racism be something that people turn to as a result of trying to navigate, okay, well, I can't discriminate 
against you in this way, but we're going to do it this way. Right. And it led to an opportunity for people, even from within the black community to say, okay, well, fine, we got this, but this is still happening. I'm still getting, you know, out sold from my own fucking neighborhood trying to buy me myself a house and you know trying to get a loan um at a decent you know interest rate that is not being afforded to people of my community but it is for example to their white counterparts right or when you see gentrification happen right before your eyes you know these investors go into neighborhoods and they buy everything out and sort of kind of take you know what is there and sort of kind of just eject yep a whole community just so that they can change the dynamics and the profit profitability. Thank you. Oh my God. Of, of a neighborhood and under the guise of, of, of making the community better and, and, and enriching communities. Right. right? And, but the community (laughs) that was there is sort of kind of is ostracized. Right. Which is kind of like what's happening in Puerto Rico as well. Yeah. It it happens all over. (laughs) And, you know, this is a tactic that is used over and over and over again. And, and that's why I think that, you know, you, you have to have black and brown people stand up and go and, and, and run for these offices and, and be in, in spaces and in, in, in positions to be able to address that issue head on mm-hmm. and having someone, a member of our community be in this, in this position is just a real gateway to, to, to significant changes and how people see our community on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. So, yes, motherfucking queen, get it, girl. Anyway, um, so I'm going to toss it over to Trish. Trish, you have a story that you want to talk about? Yeah, so, you know, we've been talking about Florida a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. Especially when we talk about the Don't Say Gay Bill. Mm -hmm. So, Paul Vogel who I'm sure a lot of people don't know who that person is, but Paula right. Vogel. We're about to find out. Yeah. So um, she is a playwright. She's a renowned creative individual. Um, she was also the um, dean, I believe, of the Yale Drama School until 2018 or 2016, something like that. Right. Anyway, so she wrote a play. She wrote plenty of plays. Um, but one of the plays was banned in Florida because there was a gay sex scene in it. Fuck them. I, I know. It's just like right. one thing after the after the next. Like you right. can't like whatever. And this um, is art. It's not by the age way. appropriate. Um because there's a sex scene and it's I mean Then don't bring your, your underage children to the play, if that's the case. Why ban the whole play? I mean, they're banning books too, so uh, it's Florida. Yeah. I mean, your people's is from there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, um, I mean, not really, but kind of. sort of, kind of. They're from they're from there now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I, <sighs> it's fe- like what I fear is that. So, did you guys ever read Fahrenheit 451, the book? No. Or the Giver? No. Okay, so we're not readers. All right, so Fahrenheit 451 was about. Um, uh, utopian society that pretty much burned all their history, all their books, got rid of like anything that could be controversial, like and like make people think. 
So basically, they sterilized their entire society. Pretty much, right? So in that book, every time I see something like this, I think, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Like, if you don't want to go see the show. Don't. Don't go see the show. If you don't want to read the book. Don't read the book. Don't read the book. But at the end of the day, plays like this really help us move move the narrative forward about anti-racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia. I mean, and when we ban something that speaks so true, like so truly to what we're dealing with right now and continue to deal with, it scares the shit out of me to think what the next generation is going to think. Right. Right. And and you, what's worst, the worst part about this is that you have an incredible play that this playwright has written. and Potentially, he, I don't really know it. But. And you're taking maybe a snippet of that play mm-hmm. and using that as a pretext to cancel everything else, the entire mm-hmm. message, everything that comes with this body of work that this playwright, who is a Pulitzer Prize winner, has done. Right, it's like you're using one aspect, one scene, to cancel out an entire body of work. Yeah, right. It's it's just ridiculous. It's crazy, and like to think this woman, Paula Vogel, she has done so much for the theater community. I mean, she ran the drama school for Yale. Like right. her accolades speak for herself. Right. It's not the. It's not the fact that the play isn't good it's the fact that the play is thought-provoking right and actually addressing issues that we face today right and that makes certain individuals who want power and who want people to follow with no regard whatsoever for their own freedoms very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. right and so it basically says don't get me wrong i wouldn't take my child to go see what was the show that I went to see with Chris in the city? Help me. Um, with all the naked men. Um, I, I don't remember oh what it God, was, but I know that. Um, was that Chippendales? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. There's after a the fact. movie being made about that, about something about murders and craziness. Oh, the Chippendale murders? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Whatever. But, we had them on our anyways, show. Okay. But like. It was about, you know, there was a lot of sex in it, and it was about a throuple, and it was intense, but I'm an adult. Like, I can sit there and watch it and understand it for what it is. Like, right. I wouldn't... Right. But I, they're not putting that up on a play, like, on, yeah, on a not, high school stage, you're not you know? taking right. a 12-year-old to go see that. No. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like, what they're putting up is something that's poignant. It, it fits in what is going on with society today, right. and it's actually thought-provoking and sending a message it's not trying to convert anybody but here's the thing here's the thing we've had a system in place for movies for example for decades the the rating rating system right for movies if a movie's rated r you as an individual cannot enter the movie theater if you're under the age of 18 right you need a parent right so why not come up with rating systems for plays and say okay this is a rated r play as a parent you need to make the decision as to whether or not you would want your child to see this content right and you 
You have the power to make the decision as to whether or not you want to expose your child to something that potentially could have them ask more questions about, you know, sexuality or blah, blah, blah. But you as a parent have a choice. They're not having choices much in Florida. The don't say gay bill or the bill that people are dubbing the don't say gay bill doesn't give parents an option. It just says, no, we don't want this in our schools, period, because we're the government. We say that's what goes. Mm -hmm. You're not really giving parents a voice in, in any of this. And so those who do want to be the voice to advocate for people, for example, who have members or ch- children uh, that identify as members of our community don't really have a choice in making that for their children, right? Mm-hmm. Making an informed decision. And I just think it's bullshit. So you cancel an entire body of work from this amazing playwright because you feel that something that could have taken seconds or minutes out of the entire play doesn't, you're deeming it as it's inappropriate. Fuck you. And mainly from my understanding of what this play is, it's about a controversial thing that happened in 1923 on Broadway about a show that mainly has to do with Jewish culture. Right. Um, and yeah, there may be some, you know, flourishes of a gay relationship within the script, but it's not about that. It's about something that happened right. that affects, you know, what do they gain from trying to hide the fact that gay people exist? Are you trying to say, okay, we know they exist, but we're not going to allow in any media whatsoever, in any social you know, gathering whatsoever? And so, fine, you can exist, but we're just not going to showcase you. You're not going to put us back in the motherfucking closet. So, you know, I'm just so glad that there are 18 attorney generals right now mm-hmm. in different states that are suing um, at, at a higher level the the choices that Florida has has made in regards to the don't say gay bill and all of the other states that are trying to implement similar laws, you know, and for this playwright, I mean, damn, that's kind of fucked up. And it's Florida. I know. So. <sighs> your family lives there. It's a I queer know. Jewish love story is what it's and why it's being uh it was considered indecent right. by the school board, right. which is, I mean, just their way around it. But I think it's just like anything else. Florida at some point is going to have to hit rock bottom. Right. And, and then you're going to see those changes. Right. right. Let's just hope that rock bottom doesn't come at the cost of lives. It's either that or just take the Santas and throw them in the Everglades and let the fucking crocodiles at them. Or do they call them alligators? Ugh, God, he's going to run. <laughs> I think know. they're alligators. He's going to run. Um. Uh, Whatever it be. I just think he needs out. I, I agree. I agree. They're gators. He, you're right. Yeah. They're gators. They're yeah. not They're not crocodiles. Or crocodiles. They're gay. They're gay. Gators. Hello, DeSantis. They're gay. Turs. And they eat men. So watch out. Watch out. Although I think they'd spit them out. It might be sour meat. I mean, you just never know. Um, anyway, moving right along, we're going to um, touch a little bit on something that's happening right now. Uh, so uh, new drag race contestants uh, discuss anti-drag hate across the U.S. And the reason why we're bringing up the story, one, because we believe it's important to to 
advocate and point out that there is no harm in allowing a drag queen to do story time with kids when they're reading materials and, and stories that we all grew up with. Cinderella and this one and that one. And But the reason why we're bringing this up because we have four, well, three Connecticut queens and one former Connecticut queen currently running um, or participating in the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race. And as part of this article and as part of this interview that was done with GLAD, one of our hometown Connecticut queens, um, uh, Lucy DeLuca. I love her. See, I I know him as something else. And so therefore, I'm not going to say his name, though. You know, <laughs> not going to name drop. But Lucy DeLuca. No. La Duca. La Duca. La Duca. La Duca. Anyway. Let fu- your Spanish kick in. La, du- La, Duca. La, Duca. La Duca. La Duca. I fucking love her. I have <laughs> always loved her um, as as a performer and you know so they have this this conversation with glad and they're talking about you know all this craziness that's happening where you have active armed militias trying to intimidate venues from allowing drag queens to come in and do events mm-hmm. and story time and we talked about this i mean even a freaking terrorist attack in a small town in fucking virginia lost their power for days because somebody decided they were going to shoot up the freaking local what, what do you call power those? station the power station not the power station substation. The, the substation to prevent um the event from happening because they had no power, yeah. right? And and so they had a very, very in-depth conversation with Glad, and they were talking about, you know, what it's like to be a drag queen, what it's like to be a very visible one, and one of the most visible platforms for drag queens on Earth, mm-hmm. um, and, and the ramifications of, of the backlash that's happening right now with, with certain people in certain communities. And I just think it's amazing that, you know, they're very courageous. They go out of their way to talk about... and. You know, and speak, for example, when they're they're booking gigs, they now have to ask questions. They now have to say, okay, you know, what is my audience like? Uh, what security do you have in place? You know, um, is there any neighboring businesses that might not be, you know, gay friendly or drag queen friendly? Am I going to be put at risk walking down the street into your location? Things that you didn't have to ask before simply because of the the current issues that that they're having well i think at a certain level you always have to ask those questions but at but it's more prominent now yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah you know and and i i just you know i just think it takes courage to be a personality to put on your who you are as your personality and go out into the world and and share your gift mm-hmm. right and to it takes a lot of courage to do that, but it's also very disheartening when you have individuals that are threatening your life simply because of what you choose to do as art, mm-hmm. right? It's it's kind of scary. Yeah, you know, it's like somebody. Did you saying, guys watch last week? Yes. I haven't. I haven't watched. Did you? Uh huh. Can we talk about it? <laughs> I mean, it's already week yeah. one already happened, yeah. so yeah. we can. It was interesting. Well, share. It was really interesting. Okay. Share, please. Uh-huh. I think I mean I I well, I happened to be so how did it work out last week It was weird. Well, two of the Connecticut queens ended up in the bottom th- three. Three, yeah, that was uh, the first round. Neither went home. Yep. Okay. But one obviously ended up in the bottom two and had to lip sync for her life, and she fucking slayed. Okay. She yeah. fucking slayed. Well, it I'm, was amazing. Don't and tell Lucy Luduka. 
won the first challenge. Yeah. Yes, which doesn't surprise me because, you know, um, she's she's very talented. Very talented and resourceful. But to be fair, uh-huh. one of her critiques was her final performance. Really? Yeah. She she decided to sing and the song she sang, it just wasn't it was she, a, she, it was her own song, wasn't it? I or, don't remember. Or, no, but, she didn't lip sync, she sang the actual she song. She sang the actual yes. song and and she Which can is sing. Ballsy, she, can. she can sing. The yeah. thing is, I think the song she picked was not right for her. And you know what that's like. Like right. when you pick the wrong song. Oh, of course. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of what <laughs> happened in the situation. And right. I think we'll see her sing again on the show, but I think she'll be more um, aware. Right. Yeah. Of, I, I would hope yeah, you yeah. are. I mean, yeah. if you're trying to win, you, you yeah. got to go. You got to slide. Yeah, but they... but. They all the Connecticut queen, queens, and there's one that lives in Jersey now, but is from Connecticut, so four. Right. Yeah, um, they were all phenomenal. <laughs> they did really well. Right. Yeah. Now, now, what I did notice because I was at the bar when we uh, were watching it because they premiered it at Trevi. York. Oh, right. oh okay. Trevi. and the shade. Oh, that these queens at the bar, they were like, ooh. I've seen that dress before. Oh, oh yeah. my god! And you know, and that, then, that is I actually expected. said that at home, yeah. so I'm not. No, and then, and then when they were doing the uh, when they were introducing them in the beginning of the show, somebody said, "Oh, I've seen her in that dress before uh-huh. during the show." Nasty. And I was like, "Oh, these b- the catty, yeah, they're catty, catty bitches. They're catty but, bitches." Uh, yeah. It was it was funny. I mean, to see the way like you heard it in the bar. You heard it in the yep. TV, yep. and it was like, "Oh my god!" It's like echoing. It's yep. echoing. But performances were really good. Right, a lot of queens, and they had um, the TikToks I've seen a thousand times. Sugar and Spice. Oh yeah, they're cute boys. They're oh, cute. There's so many they're- pretty drag queens on the season yeah. so so here's the thing so i wanted to ask <laughs> did they show them as oh yeah uh, yes uh, it, not in drag out right? of drag yeah. yes so i mean sugar you and can spice s- they're both really cute like they're cute guys i'm yeah. sorry very but good. if you've very ever handsome. seen you know lucy da, no. Lu, da, la, la duca with a uh, out of drag well, she's she's, she's no, i'm not saying she's, she's not yeah. beautiful but uh, I've always seen the guys in TikTok and, yeah. and to actually see them on the show, I didn't think because they, they technically, I mean, they do drag, but they, they don't perform. They've, ne- they, yeah, they've never, yeah, from really, what I understand, they haven't really performed much. Yeah, yeah. so I was, right. that, that's why I was questioning why they were, but I we'll mean, we'll see, right? You know, everybody's take on performance is different, right? right? Yeah. So there's all different kinds of drag. Exactly. So there's drag queens, but I drag also kings. think that they probably I'm not sure, but I think they started doing drag during COVID and yeah. most of their performances just took place on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they've never really experienced what like Lucy has yeah. Right. Yeah. or Jax has where they're like in the bar doing yeah. their thing. Seasoned. Right. Yeah. They're not as seasoned. I yeah. mean we're talking about I mean I, I remember so they have going the popu- to they have the they're popularity still heating their oven. Yeah. Right. So you remember <laughs> when we went to drag brunch yes. we went to Mia's right? Yes. That was Lucy yeah, yeah, yeah. La Duca. Yeah yeah. That was there. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see she's, Mia she's Easy Lay on the show. I think that she would Mia be would slay. fucking amazing. And you know why? Mia would slay not, not necessarily you know for because she's an amazing performer I think Mia easily would slay because the bitch can fucking sew the shit out of an outfit and she's so committed yeah. and like, creative and her performances always have this like arc and like 
like her it's- her image is always a work of art. Yeah. Anytime she puts something on, it's just like it's a concept. It's yeah. not necessarily an outfit. Well, I mean, it's like art, fucking... like like you see it, and you just like you ramp up, and you get so excited, right. and then there's just like this moment, right? And you're like, fuck! Right. You remember when we had her on the <laughs> yeah. show way in the beginning? Yeah. When um, oh, so so different, yeah. Right. We had we had me. It was Mia Isile, a summer Orlando, and um, and Patrick Dunn. Uh, well, Kiki Lucia at the time, and they were doing. The, no, it wasn't Kiki. It was um. Oh, it was Kiki. Was it? It was Kiki because they were they were killing. <laughs> they were fucking making fun of <laughs> of uh, Summer Orlando on the show. They were promoting their Hocus Pocus. Oh, because they were doing the Hocus Pocus thing back then um, during they, October. Well, they still do it, but they still do it. But you have different characters now. Yeah, so yeah, Kiki's yeah. not one of them, and neither is Mia Isla. Oh my god! But they fucking tore fucking summer a new a new hole on our show, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so awkward. <laughs> but it was it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, you know, drag queens are just like any other artist performing, doing their art, you know, let them just fucking earn their money. Don't be fucking, don't be a dick. And if you want to, what, what I'm going to do is we do have a, um, a YouTube video of the interviews with these ladies talking about and, you know, recounting what it's like to be a drag queen in America today. And I think it's a very powerful conversation that all of you should really, you know, take a moment and watch. And so we'll post the video on tonight's episode post. So, um, yeah. So that's that. And watch RuPaul's Drag Race to see if, you know, our four, you know, three plus the half Connecticut queen. Um, if, if they win the show, you just never know. Yes. All right. Um, anything else? I have one. Okay. Uh, So you guys are familiar with, yeah. Oh God! So you guys are familiar with uh, the rapper Dr. Dre? Yeah. Yes, we know Dr. Dre. So he had uh, he slams Marjorie Taylor Greene for using his music on her social media posts. Right. That's why um, he won't let us use any music. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, and uh, basically uh, he sent her a cease and desist letter, which most artists do. Yeah. Uh, Trump got a lot of those. Yeah. Oh my God! I said um, his name. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go throw up. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, the good, the, the the nice part of that too was that um, you know, in the letter it states you are wrongfully exploiting this work through the various social media outlets to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. The letter reads, uh, "Mr. Young, who's Dr. Dre, has not and never will grant you permission to broadcast or disseminate any of his music." Mm-hmm. So boom. he also said she got I, kicked off Twitter for that. Really? Yes. Yeah, for a little bit. She got banned. Yeah. Temporarily. He banned. also said, yeah. I don't license my music to politicians, especially someone as de- divisive <laughs> yeah, and hateful, hateful as this one. Yeah. Because she is. She is she divisive is. and hateful. So I, I'm, you know, and again, I, I, I kudos to Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, because again, rap music does have its lyrics and, you know, they're anti LGBT, you know, right. and it's history, but, you know, he, he calls her out, you know, right. he, he calls her straight to her face and tells her, you know, 
this is this is not something that I agree with. Period. Right. And, and um, as as he you, should, as a yeah. person, right. as a person, and, and as he should, you know. But one of the beautiful things that that I've started he should to see totally license a song to Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> just one song. Like, just just one give song. him one. Yeah. <laughs> just one. But I think it's a beautiful thing to see Latino men and black yeah. men in recent years embrace. Um, you know, they're they're. LGBTQ plus counterparts. When you think about, for example, Little Nas X and, -hmm. you know, all the, the the amazing collaborations that he's been doing with various Various different artists artists and working with, but especially to see fathers, black basketball players, black individuals that are stepping up and, and acknowledging and supporting their trans children. You know, when you think about Gabrielle union Mm -hmm. and you think about her husband and how they're supporting their, their child, And to see that shift, right? Because long has it been where the Latino community and the black community has always been that one, um, you know, community that's always just so resistant to change and to accepting the fact that LGBTQ plus people exist and to see, to see it. Not only artists like Dr. Dre, but, you know, just individuals in general that are black, that are very popular and and you know people who in pop culture people who are who are in your face celebrities coming out and supporting kids and supporting um our community it's a beautiful thing to see and i hope that it is a precipice i'm using big words i know proud of you. <laughs> yeah. to um to lead more black and brown people um who are straight in the right direction and supporting members of our community that happen to also be a part of the black and brown communities, because it's not easy. It's not easy growing up gay, being in a very machista Latino family or, mm-hmm. or being, you know, in a very, you know, religious Southern Baptist, you know, black community or black family that doesn't really support who you are as an individual. And it's really great to see. Absolutely. But, so, yeah. kudos to Dr. Dre. So, snaps for him. <laughs> oh my God! Why? Why are we doing snaps? Where did that come from? I don't know. You did it. All right. Well, it's done. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up. We do need to go, so I'm yes. gonna toss it over to our homegirl Trish for Mama Kim's minute. You ready? Here you mm-hmm. go. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute number one: Gay NFL linebacker Carl Nasbid. Nasib. 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 Why am I going to know that? Confirms relationship with Olympic swimmer Soren Dahl. Soren. Soren Dahl. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Pete Buttigieg slaughters Fox host who pressed him on his travel with his husband. Number three, meet the four new LGBTQ plus members of the U.S. House. Talking about representation. All right. Well, Jay Bird. Moving on to On This Day in Gay History. You sure? Brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0. I finally have it on my laptop today. Yeah. (laughs) The laptop finally responded. Yeah. Openly gay Marco McMillan announces candidacy for mayor. January 11th, 2013 is the date. Where in Mississippi? Before you keep going, yes. Do you know how I always remembered how to spell Mississippi? How? M I crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter I hunchback hunchback I. Holy crap! That's a lot. Yeah, but I remembered it. That's the way. If it works for you, it worked. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. 
So moving forward, seeking to be mayor of Clarksdale, he is the first openly gay candidate for political office in Mississippi. He is slain a month later, according to the reports. And that's all I have. I don't know if there was anything else under that. No, I think that's it. Okay. The rest of it is just a reference to the wiki. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gents, should I toss it over to Jay? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, go Jay. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving forward. I'm like updating yeah. as we're uh, going. Yeah, if you love the show, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our fa- on your favorite po- podcasting services. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. Go, you, girl. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, the listener, can help to support the show with a pledge The not... A donation donation yeah jesus sorry the donations are collected monthly and, are, and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more he's drinking like literal seltzer not yeah. hard seltzer so oh lord have God. mercy all right and now here's nick with this weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point yes we are talking about the future method i'll toss it over to her give her some love and yes queen All right, everybody, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right. Yas Queen. And as always, it is a pleasure to be here with you guys, and you it lied. is time to put a ring on it. All right. Wait, 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 wait. She's going to look for her ring. I got my cock ring. It's right Mine's here. not here it's anymore. Purple. It's literally oh. blending into the background. So wait, let me bring it down. It disappears. There it is. That's a little purple cock ring for all of you on the live stream. Gotcha. Yes. On the video live stream, that is. Yep. And as always, our show is available on our website, GayTalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, GayTalk2.0, Instagram, GayTalk2.0. Email us at GayTalk2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom, here we go. All right. If you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Uh, There you can click on the Contact Us tab, which allows you to leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your questions via voice message. We will answer those for you if we can on the show. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget, we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access our live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.